I'm not sure how it happened, but somehow we are already in November. And as we embrace this crisp and busy month, as we head towards the end of the year, we have five incredible wine days to celebrate in the month of November. And all of the five wine holidays we have in November are for red wines. So if you're ready to discover what the five grapes we're celebrating in November are, and of course, some delicious pairings for each one, then let's get started and dive right into today's episode. Hi everyone, and welcome to the Wine Shop Talk. I'm your host, Maya Aaronother, and I'm so happy that you're here with me today. If we haven't met before, it's lovely to have you here, and if we have, welcome back. Now, for those of you who are new, you should know that I've been a professional sommelier for over 20 years now, and it's my passion and my privilege to make learning about wine not only fun and easy, but also practical, meaning I want to make sure that you have leave every single episode with some real-life practical tips that you can put into use right away to help you find wines that you are going to love that you can share with family and friends. On that note, let's get started with what are the five grapes that we have designated celebration days for in November. Now, as I started to script out today's episode, I realized it was probably going to end up being really lengthy if I covered all five in this episode. So I'm going to break it down. I'm going to be covering three today and two next week. And Let's break down what the grapes are, and then you'll understand why I'm going to break them down this way. Today, when this episode is released, is Tuesday, November 7th, and this is actually International Merlot Day. So this is our first day to celebrate. Then coming up, we have Tempranillo Day. That happens on November 12th, and we have Zipfandel Day on November 16th. Now, I'm going to be covering these three grapes in today's episode, and then next week, I'm going to be covering Beaujolais Nouveau release, which is going to need a little bit more time because that's really cool. The Beaujolais Nouveau releases this year on November 16th, so same day as Zipfandel Day, and then we're going to finish out the month with Carmenere Day, which is on November 26th, and if you are someone who's not familiar with Carmenere or haven't had too much exposure to it, not to worry, you are not alone. It's a bit of a hidden gem. And in next week's episode, I'm going to be going over Beaujolais Nouveau and as well Carmenere. Those two are going to be in next week's episode. But this week, we're going to talk about celebrations for Merlot Day, which is today, Tempranillo Day, and Zinfandel Day. I also want to remind you, if you have not downloaded this month's free food and wine guide, I actually did a recipe for each one of these five days in the food and wine guide. So if you don't already have it, I'd highly recommend. There's great recipes, and I'm going to be talking about the recipes in today's episode as well and why I selected them. Let's get started talking about the silky elegance of Merlot. So the first thing to know about Merlot is that it's a grape variety that originated in the Bordeaux region of France. It's also one of the predominant grapes that we use as a blending grape in the region of Bordeaux. You'll also find anywhere you have Cabernet Sauvignon grown around the world, you're probably going to also have Merlot. They work really well together, and Merlot is very harmonious in blends when done with Cabernet Sauvignon. It is definitely known as a blending grape. However, it is a beautiful grape as a single variety. And let's talk about the worst day that happened to Merlot. And if you have not yet seen the movie Sideways, you can definitely Google this scene. But unfortunately, there is a scene in the movie Sideways where the main character calls out that he doesn't want to drink Merlot. He thinks that it is a substandard grape variety. 
and he just has no time or place for it. And unfortunately, that scene in that movie made Merlot the ugly stepsister in the Cinderella story for years afterwards. What many people who saw the movie didn't understand was that the main characters coveted wine at the end, the Cheval Blanc that he so wanted to enjoy that was his prize wine is a Merlot-based wine. So there was the two sides of the coin captured in the movie. However, many people did not know that part of it. And so they just took that to mean that Merlot is a grape they should not be enjoying. But I want to put it out on the table that Merlot, just like any grape, can do incredible things, but it can also be overproduced and make wine styles that are just not showing it in the best light. So Merlot definitely got a bad rap from the movie Sideways, but this is a grape variety that only deserves credit for being a blending grape, but also for being a single variety on its own. It is believed in regards to its name that it comes from the French word mer, which means blackbird, and this possibly comes from the grape's dark color, or its popularity among these birds. And if you have had a chance to visit a vineyard or if you've been to Bordeaux, you know that we have big, loud sound cannons that can go off that scare the birds away because, of course, the birds are going to love all the juicy fruit that hang on the grapevines. It's important to know that Merlot is known globally for its silky, smooth, supple texture and approachable taste. It's very palatable. The tannins are generally softer. It's known to have flavors of plums, cherries, and red berries on the nose and on the palate. Makes an excellent choice for people who are just moving into the red wine. Maybe they've had a Pinot Noir or softer red. And before going to Cabernet Sauvignon or Melbach, Merlot is that nice bridge in between. It's also a great crowd pleaser wine at gatherings. You'll see it often served at weddings and conferences where they need a very crowd-friendly wine that goes with a lot of different food styles. Merlot definitely is a wonderful, very adaptable red wine. And depending on where it's grown from the world, Merlots from Chile, for example, are known for a really silky texture. So definitely recommend if you haven't tried a Merlot from Chile, you'll want to add one of those to your shopping list. It's one of the most widely planted red grape varieties on the planet. It's fairly adaptable to various climates and produces high-quality wines. Generally, Merlot will like a more clay-based soil, a little bit cooler, but drainage is so important. Like all vines, it does not like wet feet and is not going to do well in soils types that do not drain well. In regards to pairings, Merlot is a very versatile and because generally it has lower tannins or that silky mouthfeel, you can do it with a roast chicken pasta with tomato sauces that have meat. I'm still personally not somebody who's going to put Merlot with a pasta sauce, for example, that doesn't have meat. It's just tomato. I don't think the acidity is high enough in most cases. But if you put meat in the pasta sauce, then 100% great choice. Soft cheeses like brie. Now, in regards to what did I pair with it in the November guide, I put this with beautiful braised short ribs and you can put them over top of creamy mashed potatoes or pasta, your choice. But because Merlot is so silky and you do have beautiful flavors that come through, this is a really easy short rib recipe that I have included. It's a classic one. You have some tomatoes, thyme. I'm a big fan. There's wine in the recipe. Don't cook with a wine you don't want to drink. So use the Merlot that you're enjoying in your glass in the recipe as well. 
carrots, onions, these are all really easy to do. And you're just going to cook these short ribs. They're going to fall apart in your mouth. And a beautiful glass of Merlot makes it a stunning combination. This is comfort food for cool November evenings at its best to me. And short ribs always sound really fancy and they make the house smell really good. But once you get all the chopping and everything done and they slow cook for the day, it's a really easy meal to make. And you don't have too many pots to clean up at the end of it. So the braised short ribs is the recipe that I've included in the guide. And I would highly recommend you give them a go. Now, something else I want to add about Merlot is its age-worthy potential. A lot of times people will think Merlot is so easy and so adaptable that it's not a wine style they're going to age. But definitely we have Merlot wines that can age long periods of time. You're going to get more dried fruit flavors tobacco cedar as it ages is still very soft and very silky but we definitely have beautiful styles of merlot that are worthy of aging now in regards to aging when you're looking at bordeaux and most of our most classics to have merlot styles we are looking at the right bank so saint emilion when you see on the label are predominantly more merlot based blends Merlot is going to be a higher percentage than the Cabernet, which is more left bank in the Bordeaux region. We separated in two with a river down the middle, if you will. So you're looking for Saint-Emilion on the label. So today being Merlot Day, I would highly recommend, depending on when you listen to this, if you're listening in the morning on your drive to work, that you stop by your favorite store and pick up a bottle of Merlot that's maybe your favorite and one that you haven't tried before and raise a glass to this incredible tasty, always there for you wine. I think Merlot, if it was a dog, it would be a beautiful black Labrador retriever. It's dependable, loyal, and always a classic. Now let's move on to Tempranillo. So Tempranillo Day, we're going to celebrate on November 12th. And many people, while you may have been drinking Tempranillo, you might not have known it because it's not always listed on the label. Most of the time, you're going to know it as Rioja from Spain. So you're going to see Rioja on the label and then we get into the Reserva and the Grand Reserva. And this is how you've been enjoying Tempranillo. But Tempranillo is synonymous with Spain. It's where it shines. It is Rioja, Ribera de Duero. And Tempranillo derives from the Spanish word Temprano, which means early. And this refers to the early ripening stage of this grape. It ripens earlier in the fall. It's also important to know that if you are in Spain, if you are looking at different Tempranillos from Spain, we have five different synonyms of the word Tempranillo in Spain, depending which region you are in. So in today's episode, we're just going to call it Tempranillo. But if you do want to do a little Google search, if you're interested, sort of some wine geek stuff, then you can look up the different names that we call Tempranillo. A little bit of homework for you. But you can look up the five different names that we use in Spain for the grape Tempranillo, depending on the region. Now, in regards to its flavors, Tempranillos are known for rich and bold flavors, more dark fruit, leather, tobacco, vanilla. People will get sort of an earthiness from them. That leather definitely comes through and it adapts differently to different winemaking techniques. So depending on the aging process, we can make beautiful rosés. It can be a very soft wine. The tannins can be firmer. And because of the different aging requirements within Spain for the real Hawaiian styles, generally you are not going to see an unoaked style of Tempranillo because when you're buying Rioja, those wine styles will always have a minimum requirement of some oak barrel aging. 
there's even some rosé wine styles that are made from Tempranillo that have some oak aging as well. So soft oak, not new oak, but Tempranillo has a nice affiliation with oak barrels where it's not overpowering, but you do get the leather, the earthiness, the tobacco, some cranberry, some raspberry will come through, red currants. It's very food-friendly wine. Because Rioja has the different levels, Reserva and Gran Reserva, when we're looking at aging Tempranillo, the Gran Reserva are going to be wine styles that potentially can age for a few more decades. And these are definitely wines that you're going to want to follow with vintage reports, look at tasting notes before you open them, especially the Gran Reservas, because some can be a little bit tighter in the bottle than others, depending if it was a cooler vintage. And some of those wines might just need a bit more time. Reserva wines, in my experience, they drink beautifully. I generally don't decant a Reserva Rioja just because I would be decanting not for sediment, but for oxidation. And Tempranillo does have a bit of a thin skin. So Tempranillo, like Pinot Noir, is one of those great varieties I am careful with how much oxygen it gets. I want to keep all of the flavors and the aromatics in the glass from my experience. So just a word of caution with Tempranillo is be careful when using some of the wine aerators if you have them or doing aeration decanting. Just treat them with a bit of a gentle hand. Maybe try a bit before you do an aeration decanting to open it up. You may just find that they're fine right out of the bottle or just need a little bit of time just sitting resting on their own, but these are wines that will have more of those bright red flavors when they're younger, and they evolve into very elegant and layered wines as they age for the Grand Reservas, and the Reserva wines are so food-friendly. They're delicious to have. I think having a Rioja Reserva and just some Manchego cheese and some olives is just a great way to sip away a Saturday afternoon with a great book. It's one of my favorite pairings, and just some tapas and easy. It is delicious. One question I'll get asked a lot about Tempranillo is, is it grown in other places in the world? And the answer is yes. We'll grow it in Portugal. We have some in Argentina, in the United States. We have lots of different areas of the world actually playing with Tempranillo, if you will. But Spain is really its home base. And while we have those beautiful styles coming from other places in the world, they can be made in small batches. So not everybody's going to have an opportunity to try them. But if you are learning about wine or you want to try Tempranillo, then you're going to go to the Spanish Isle, the wine store, and I would recommend looking at a Reserva. On the label, you'll see it and take one of those home to celebrate on November 12th, Tempranillo Day. Now, in the guide, I paired it with a very classic Spanish chorizo and chicken paella, so rice, chicken, chorizo, sausage. It's a slow cooked day, if you will. It's a bit like making a risotto. All the flavors are going to come together. It's a very classic and traditional dish. If you would like to put some shrimp or seafood in, you are welcome to. I did just with chicken and the sausage. You can also freeze this or store it for a few days overnight. Sometimes the next day, the flavors come together and it is even more delicious in my experience but you will find that recipe in the guide for a very classic Spanish chorizo and chicken bella. And it is so good and enjoy it with a beautiful glass of Pepperdillo. And the last grape for today's episode is Zinfandel. Now, Zinfandel, if you have listened to me before, Zinfandel is one of my favorite red grape varieties. And I don't think it always gets the credit that it is due. 
when you put it up beside Melbeck and Cabernet and Brunello and all of these really big, big, bold red wines, sometimes the Vindel gets forgotten a little bit because it is so palatable. It is so much more approachable. The tannins aren't as aggressive, let's say, but it has so much adaptability in regards to pairing and what it can go with. So Zinfazel, you will always find a couple bottles in my house that goes with so many different things. And maybe it's because I'm a chocolate fan and we barbecue a lot. So that could be another reason, but I just really enjoy the wines. And I find it has so many different layers. So definitely if you have had a Zinfandel and you think it's okay, but you're finding it one dimensional, I will challenge you to pick up a different style, pick up different brands. The biggest, smokiest Zinfandel that I know is a wine called Earthquake out of California. And it is probably one of the biggest, smokiest styles of Zinfandel out there. So if you want a really sort of big, bold den, look for the wine called Earthquake out of California. And that is a wine that will give you sort of this really full-bodied experience of Zinfandel. But in regards to its American roots, Zinfandel is a variety that's become synonymous with American winemaking. And that's a lot due to white Zinfandel, which is the rosé off-dry version of it. But as we track it back, its exact origins were long debated. DNA analysis, though, has shown that the, the Zinfandel is the same grape as Italy's Primitivo. So when you see Primitivo coming out of Puglia in Italy, it's the same grape genetically as Primitivo. However, this is where Terroir comes in. And obviously, a grape adapts to its environment through its own evolution. So while the DNA is there, its experience in the glass will be different. The Primitivo will have more acidity. The Zinfandel from California has more of those dark fruit flavors. So they may be the same in regards to the lab, but the glass is different. And so the grape definitely thrives in the sun, in the heat, though it can get sunburned. So winemakers do have to be careful with it. But it's definitely a grape of California. Now, as I said before, it is renowned for its versatility. It produces a wide range of wine styles from dry rosé, off dry rosé, big red, beautiful sweet styles. I'm sure somebody's doing a sparkling version of it, so I can't think of one off the top of my head, but I would be surprised if there's not one out there, much like the sparkling Shiraz, sparkling Zimbadel would be along the same route, be delicious, but it can be crafted into these rich People will call them jammy, and I don't mean that in a negative light, but the fruit is rich, and it's like picking off fresh berries in the hot sun. You have all of these sweet fruit flavors coming through in the glass. Cherries, dark peppers. Some people will pull off a raisin note. It's not uncommon to look at your wine tasting notes and see you have chocolate-covered raisins. This is a good note, and this is a pretty classic, typical Zinfandel note to me, and if you do love chocolate-covered raisins, try it as a pairing. It's delicious. But you'll also get a bit of black pepper, some spice, some smoke, that barbecued grilled that comes through. So there are lots of different flavors that can come through. Christmas cake, that dark fruit Christmas cake comes through. So there's lots of delicious flavors. Obviously, the dark chocolate comes through, milk chocolate, and lots of those beautiful berry flavors waiting for the glass with other nuances as well. So it's important to not sort of just lump Zinfandel into one dimensional. 
It has a lot of different flavors and deserves to be taken more seriously, in my opinion, than I think sometimes that it is. Now, I do want to talk about what old fine Zinfandel is. California does have the world's oldest Zinfandel vineyards. And old fine Zinfandel, while it does have an understanding of what the age requirement is, it's a bit of a gray space. There's not sort of an official lockdown of what makes an old vine, but it is an older vine. The idea for this is that the deeper they go, and generally I think they're about 50 years to be considered an old vine, but older vines are going to produce more concentrated grape bunches because they produce less fruit, but the fruit they do produce, it becomes more intense and flavor concentrated. So when you see old vine on the label, it's a clue for you to know that the flavors are going to be more intense and concentrated than grapes. Now Zinfandel, because it is synonymous with California, it's important to share that it did have a part to play in American wine history during Prohibition. It was one of the few grape varieties allowed to be grown, and it was used for making medicinal wine, and this contributed to the grape's resistance and popularity. Now, in regards to food pairings with Zinfandels and Vidal, those with so many things, but definitely it is synonymous for many with barbecue, so barbecue sauces and sticky ribs and all of those things that are delicious, smoked food, smoked brisket. And because of the juiciness of Zimbandel and the smoke flavor that comes off, it is just such a great wine to go with barbecue. The lower tannins in Zimbandel as well and that big, bold mouthfeel really holds up well, too, to the sugary, sweet flavors of those barbecue sauces. Remember, sugar and vinegar, which barbecue sauces are made from, both will strip the fruit out of wine. They'll make wine taste flatter. Zinfandel is so big and bold, it looks at those barbecue sauces and says, not today, buddy, I'm still the main show in town. It's also delicious with anything chocolate, so dark chocolate or milk chocolate. If you are a fan of brownies, then those one-bite brownies definitely with a glass of Zinfandel is delicious. Or if you want to take a dark chocolate cookie, one of my favorite pairings, super easy, is just dark chocolate. We have Fudgios here in Canada. It's basically a chocolate icing filled cookie and you just cut them in half like an oreo and dunk them in your wine and it's delicious so if you want to try cookies and wine zimbandel with a dark chocolate biscuit with some icing in the middle is a really great way to end an evening or those one bite brownies are delicious now for the november guide i did pull in that chocolate for the pairing and i've put together a mixed berry and dark chocolate tart super easy to make it's got like a graham cracker crust and the filling you just can make with dark chocolate chips and some cream and then a topping of some berries on top. It's super easy. It looks way fancier than it is, but it is delicious with a glass of Zinfandel. And if you are having a barbecue and or you're doing some ribs or something, this is one of those desserts that you don't have to change wines for. You can just keep having it all the way along. But if you love chocolate, you can definitely do this. And if dark chocolate's not your thing, you could definitely do this recipe with milk chocolate. It's going to be a little bit sweeter. Zinfandel, the wine's not going to worry about it, but it's really yummy. You throw some whipped cream over top or whatever you'd like. But there is a dessert recipe for you in the guide that goes with celebrating Zinfandel Day. So hopefully you'll have a chance to make it and hopefully you will love it as much as I do. Now, those are the three grapes that I'm going to cover today because there's a lot of information about all three. And next week, I'm going to cover the Beaujolais Nouveau release, which is going to be November 16th, which is the same day here as we're talking about Zinfandel Day. 
And I'm going to go through what Beaujolais Nouveau Day is next week and why should you care? Should you pick up a bottle? Why is it only available one day? What's the big deal? And then November 26th is Carmenere Day. And this is a grape that has been a blending grape in Bordeaux, but lunchtimes it doesn't get any stage time of being an independent or a single Friday. So we are going to talk about Carmenere next week. So I hope that you have enjoyed learning about three incredible grapes today. We talked about Merlot, Tempranillo, and Zinfandel. These are three incredible grapes. They're some of my favorite ones. And I took you through the recipes that I've also given you in November's Food and Wine Pairing Guide. If you haven't had a chance to download the guide yet, the link's going to be in the show notes below. So let me know if you come up with a new favorite pairing after checking out the recipes and the wines that we're talking about over the next couple of weeks. Now, as always, if you have any questions or comments about today's episode, you can reach me at hello at winegirlacademy.com or find me on Instagram or TikTok at Wine Girl Academy and come say hello. I want to wish you a wonderful week. Happy Merlot Day. I hope you are celebrating with a beautiful glass of wine. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. New episodes come out every Tuesday. Cheers to you. Bye now.